Brett McMurphy has reported that Colorado is going back to the Big 12 after joining the Pac-12 in 2011, and the Pac-12's future and ability to exist is being called into question again. You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to an emergency episode of Locked On Pack 12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and your number one source to stay up to date with our media rights free and Colorado free and beloved Conference of Champions. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, please, and thank you wherever you listen to or watch this show. So, news has been flying around for the past 30 minutes or so. I've been scrambling to put together a show and react to all this sort of stuff. Lots to get to. Can the Pac-12 survive? What's Colorado doing? What's happening in the next 24 hours? And what options, if any, are available to the Pac? All of that coming up on today's show. But Brett McMurphy has reported that Colorado is going to head back to the Big 12 and that they will get a full $31.7 million dollars in the media rights share the same as everybody else uh, that's getting a full share in the league that's of course because of the the pro rata clause pro rata pro rata whatever it is that's in the big 12s a media contract there but the pac 12s continued inability to not get the media deal done to not finalize it even though we were assured several days ago that the longer we wait the better our options get according to george klyovkov even though they have said time and time again that they're committed to staying together. Rob Mullins at Oregon said that they that he was as optimistic as ever uh, about the prospect of the Pac-12 media deal. They now have to go back and, and seemingly restart on that. But priority number one for the Pac-12 has to be stopping anyone else from leaving and convincing them that the Pac is now the best place to be. So... The question of the Pac-12 survival here, I think, hinges upon that fact. Can you prevent more schools from jumping ship? Now, Colorado has not technically, quote-unquote, formalized this process, but it appears to be a done deal that they are going to head back to the Big 12. At this time, according to Dennis Dodd, as I record this show, which is at 4.49 Pacific Standard Time on, uh, on what's today, Wednesday, uh, July 26th, Dennis Dodd reported that Colorado is expected to be the only school that would jump. Now, if that ends up being the case, I think the pack can continue, and we'll get to what their options would be there, but their priority right now has to be, has to be stopping anyone else from leaving. And look, I, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do that when you haven't completed a media deal. And what is this going to do to the media rights negotiations? If Colorado is no longer a part of it, how much value were they bringing to the deal? How much were they adding? I, I don't know. They're not the biggest television brand, and they have not been historically. I mean, for the most part, they have been a bottom third team. They've had two winning seasons in the Pac-12 since they joined in football. They have not been moving the needle in a significant way. Now, their potential, the reason this is a blow to the Pac from a football standpoint, is the potential of them becoming a contender with Deion Sanders there is very real. That's why it's a blow. It's not an immediate blow in terms of, hey, you were gonna, you know, you're losing your conference contender in 2024. No, I don't think they were going to be at that level necessarily. They might have been a good team. But so for the pack to continue to survive, you you have to stop anyone else from from 
from jumping. So the interesting thing about this, from everything that I have read and everything that people have reported, which is how this show works, I feel obligated to remind you, I'm sure the comment section will go in a different direction, but that's okay, is I read and react to the news. I do not report things unless you're just completely out of touch with the news and you listen to the show, but still, I am reading and reacting to the news as I see it from other media people who who I trust or who have built up credibility within the industry. But the indications at this point in time have been that this was done behind the Pac-12's back, that, that, that they met very recently and that there was no indication given from Colorado that they were thinking about a move to the Big 12. And now reportedly they're going to, again, according to McMurphy, have a board meeting that will be live streamed. <laughs> oh, goodness. Is that going to be the most watched Board of Regents meeting or chance, you know, whatever the meeting is called and such. Is that going to be the most watched university board meeting live stream of all time? That could get a better rating than several college football games this year. Like that thing is going to be absolutely positively jam packed with, with viewership. So that's how that process still has to be formalized but the indication is that it's basically a formality and i believe that it is like they have not officially left the pac-12 they will not owe the pac-12 any sort of exit fee because the media deal expires after this season which they will play in the pac-12 they would join the big 12 for next year and there's no exit fee there because there's no contract or grant of rights that they are departing from early so they will be able to just move if that is what they desire to do and that is what they end up doing and that's what all the indications are that they are going to end up going back to the Big 12 and they'll be able to just do that and then be a member of the conference starting in 2024 uh, for that football season and then moving forward. So that's the timeline that we're watching here and making sure that you know everybody crosses their T's and dots their I's and, and that this thing gets done. But that is the expectation at, at this point in time. So they appear to be headed over there. And another thing that McMurphy reported, and this is where I, I think it makes complete and, and total sense. You know, I've talked about for a long time here on the show. No, I didn't think that schools were, were going to jump. But at a certain point where Colorado has gotten to, according to McMurphy, is they just got antsy. They got jumpy and said, look, we still don't have a deal. And they have been reportedly frustrated with the lack of progress on the deal that one has not materialized, that they don't have a hard deal to look at yet. And Colorado is looking at the calendar and saying, hey, we're about to start this season in about a month. And we don't want to focus on this during the season. And we don't want to have this cloud hanging over our program. And we want to have that future stability and security. And we know what the Big 12 is offering. We know that they will take us. And so we're going to make the jump and, and go over there if that does end up getting finalized, which is, again, the expectation. I keep saying that because I am recording this as a reaction of sorts to the show. There's tons to react to, of course. But that is, you know, I, I don't like saying things are, are done when I am not reporting them personally. And that the language that we are seeing is, look, this is what is going to happen. This is reportedly going to take place. It just technically hasn't happened. Yet. It's like when Major League Baseball players announce they're going to sign with a certain team. Well, it's just pending a physical. 99.9% .9 of the time, the physical is passed and that guy's going to that team. And then there's the 0.01% of the time where it's Carlos Correa. And he was a giant, he was somebody else, and then he ended up going to the Minnesota Twins. That's, that, that is the only 
you know, bar it, the, the language that I continue to see is barring a hiccup, barring an unforeseen obstacle, barring a change or anything like that, Colorado is going to join the, the Big 12. So I'm trying to be cautious in my language here to be honest and open with all of you and to be as accurate as I can with all of you, because that is what I always strive to be. So that's uh, that's that's the news that everyone's kind of looking at uh, right now. And again, from Colorado's standpoint here, I, I, I get it. Like I, I, yes, people have asked me before, you know, hosting the show, like, Hey, is it frustrating for them to, you know, continue to hint at a deal and for them to continuously not get it done? Yeah, it is. And this is now the culmination of the failure to complete a deal in a reasonable time window, because I, you know, I remember talking back in March, it looked like that's when it was going to get done. And I said at the time, like, man, can you imagine we're talking about this in June? July wasn't even in the front of my mind, wasn't even the back of my mind, hadn't even entered my mind that we'd still be here at this point. And so Colorado coming to the conclusion that, you know what, we we, we just don't want, you know, we're trying to usher in a new era and we have to be sure that we can, you know, get enough uh, financially from a media deal. And we have to be sure that we can get sufficient exposure for our program to, you know, try and grow our brand going forward. They have to be sure about that as they are trying to build themselves into a conference contender, which they have only been one time in the Pac-12 in 2016. So I, I, I think that that is understandable. It's not what I expected to happen. I don't think it's what anybody, well, there are some people who did, for sure. They're like for, for sure, there are people out there who are going to take victory laps, who are going to come in the comment section and dunk all over me and like, do whatever you want. You're not going to hurt my feelings. So I, I think, well, okay, maybe don't be too mean, you know, it's just like, hold off. But anyway, so that's where that, that's where I stand on Colorado. Now, can the Pac-12 survive? That is now the question. And the answer is that depends. I would also like to know whether or not you can survive as a small business without LinkedIn jobs. Because these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go in there, create a free job post in minutes, then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and Higher. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I feel safe and secure hosting this show knowing that I've completed a second segment sip to keep me going. Pac-12 does not feel safe and secure right now. Just real quick though, this is all definitely the biggest indictment to date on George Klyovkov as the commissioner of the Pac-12. I don't think there's any other way to see it. I have been someone who's been willing to give him leeway and say, you know, everyone has wanted to rip him up and down for the last many, many months and say, okay, you know, this is terrible or all that's better or whatnot. He inherited a bad situation, but it is more than fair at this point in time to criticize him and say, you were unable to execute the media rights deal or to complete the media rights deal in a way that prevented more schools from leaving. And that had to be your number one priority. When you're coming into a situation in which, you know, USC 
and, and, and UCLA had already left the conference. And you knew that there was nothing you could do on that front. Right. You know, they kind of waited around. I don't think there, it was as serious as some people indicated, but they kind of waited to see, you know, is UCLA going to get stuck in the UC system staying in the pack? But that didn't play out. OK, whatever. Take a shot. Like, I didn't think that was, you know, some massive misstep or anything. It was, hey, you never know what could happen. But to have a school now say this is not good enough and we are not comfortable and we are not confident in what is happening here to stay in this conference and think it is the best place for our university to be. And look, I'm sure the comment section is about to pop off talking about academics and whatnot. And yeah, the Pac-12 is a superior academic conference. But the other thing that I have discussed more than one time on the show is that it comes down, you know, it's it's a calculation, but it's not the entire calculation, right? These things are not only based on athletics, but Colorado is leaning heavily into athletics. That's what the Dion moves signify. That was part of my reaction at the time was, Hey, this means that they're actually serious, that they want to be relevant, that they want to get attention. They want to be a program that draws students in for their football program. And there are, you know, monetary advantages to that as well. Having a pro, I mean, having a good football program is worth more than, you know, just the revenue that comes in through the athletic department and the meteorites deal. It can go beyond that. You get out-of-state students who want to come in. Like, go look at the enrollment numbers in Alabama since Nick, Sta- Nick Saban started putting up trophies in his office. It went up considerably. So all these considerations are there. And I think that, you know, that academic component is more a testament to how much of a failure this is for George Klyovkov and the Pac-12 leadership to have, you know, gotten to the point where the school is saying we don't want to be here anymore that you did have that advantage and and by the way i stand by what i've said for the last several months and i think it continues to be true and the way that brett mcmurphy phrases report indicates it was also true colorado did not want to leave the pac-12 if they had wanted to leave the pac-12 they could have done it many many months ago they didn't want to do this but the situation has gotten to the point the details of which we are not privy to with regards to the media rights negotiations, that they feel forced to do this. That is where it has gotten to. And that's why it is an indictment on George Klyovkov and the Pac-12 to have allowed it to get to this point, to have been unable to execute the media rights situation, to get the job done, to finish the deal. So I, I think that their desire was never to go to the Big 12, but it's just gotten to the point where they feel, yeah, we, we just don't feel like this is going to get done. We don't want to wait around any longer. Now, the question about whether or not the Pac-12 can survive is contingent upon whether or not other schools would jump. There have been a, a, a litany of reports. I, I saw uh, Jason Shear say to watch for a school that's not a Four Corners, which would be Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, to not watch for a school that's not one of those to also jump not sure who that would be like oregon i, I don't know uh by the way oregon had a, a meeting schedule that people were you know kind of talking about on twitter like oh my gosh they have a board meeting what it's to finalize the uh extension and raise for dan landing and the new contract that he got so i i don't think that that's uh necessarily indicative of of anything at this point in time so i would pump the brakes on that if you saw that and thought oh my gosh what about this what about that so i feel like for for the pac-12 as they continue they're now even more in survival mode like they were in survival mode previously but it felt like okay they'll be they should be able to get this sort of thing done 
Now you are looking at the prospect of another school leaving the conference. Now, was Colorado a flagship program for the PAC? No. Like, in, in, in no way were they a flagship program. Is it a big deal that they're leaving? Yeah, of course, because of what it might mean. Because if Arizona, and Arizona President Robert Robbins, I think, gave a quote to Max Olson of uh, The Athletic that I saw, in which he said, yeah, we're basically all sitting here waiting for, for the media rights deal to get done. Like, that, that's, that's what we're waiting for. That's what we've all been waiting for. Now, the question is, why is Colorado not waiting for the deal to get finalized and for an offer to materialize? And Arizona is. I don't have the answer to that question, but it is definitely one that is worth asking. And Robert Robbins, you know, as he said uh, previously, we're going to wait and see what the deal is. And that's the, that's what a school should do. It's in their best interest to do so. Like, obviously, I'd prefer the PAC stay together as it was with USC and UCLA, or I'd prefer that Colorado not leave so that the conference can find some semblance of stability here because the path to staying afloat and remaining, you know, a conference as a whole, yeah, is getting a heck of a lot bumpier. It's suddenly a lot less clear as to how that is all going to materialize. If they can cobble together a deal, and I'll get to their options if there are no more departures in just a sec, but if they somehow cobble together a deal, yes, I think the league can survive only Colorado leaving. But what I what I wonder about is what other dominoes could fall. Is if Arizona decides, yeah, nope, we're going to go with, uh, with Colorado there. Well, is Arizona going to then abandon Arizona State? Or is Arizona State going to say, yep, hey, Big 12, we'd, we'd like to go as well. Like, can it trigger other other effects? That's the question. That's what we're all waiting around to see. Nobody has the answer to that right now because these things can take some time to materialize. But on the whole, I, I, I just feel like the nine that are left, yeah, you can have a conference with, with those teams, but they now have to be even more patient. Like George Klavkov just not that long ago was talking about, hey, our schools are going to be rewarded for their patience. It's going to pay off. Are they going to have to be even more patient? Because now losing a power five school has to impact your media rights negotiations. There's no way there's just no impact on that because you can't have an odd number of teams in the conference. So now let's, let's get to talking point number three for the day. What are the options now for the PAC 12 to try and stay afloat? Option number one, add one school, go to 10 teams and get together whatever media deal you can and then see what other options you could have uh, down the road in terms of adding other G5 schools, continuing to add inventory to your conference. That, that'd be an option. The top school would probably probably be San Diego State. Maybe SMU gets to jump them in line in terms of when they join because they're exiting the American is a lot simpler and less expensive than what uh, San Diego State would have to pay with the Mountain West because this has all taken so, so much time. It's also, speaking of San Diego State, retroactively makes that whole debacle making a lot of sense. And look, we, we, we aren't ever going to know what the conversations are. We aren't ever going to know you know, what, what all the details are as to why this played out this way or why it went that way or anything of, of the sorts. But when you look back at San Diego State saying, we're going to leave, they had probably been told, I know George Klyovkov indicated otherwise, but of course he's going to say that. 
San Diego State had probably been told, yeah, we're going to finish this and the deal's get going to get done. Kind of like how the Pac-12 presidents and CEOs have probably been told on more than one occasion, hey, we're going to finish this, it's going to get done, and then it didn't. And then that affected San Diego State's timeline, and then they even got an extension, and the Pac-12 couldn't meet that deadline either. Like, it has just been miss after miss after miss, and this all kind of makes sense when you put it in, in the context there. I find it interesting that Arizona, the more I think about it, has not... Like is like like that they aren't joining them for a long long time. It's it's been Colorado and Arizona. It's Colorado and Arizona are going to go. Like Arizona is still giving the Pac-12 a chance. So if if they continue to do that, then the Pac-12 has a chance. So what are the actual options here? I need a, I need another sip of water here because boy, on a heater, mouth is getting a little dry. Ah, oh, that's so much better. So. An option can be to add just one school, go to 10 teams for now, probably 12 down the road. Another option would be George Klyovkov was cleared by the Pac-12 presidents and chancellors to explore the possibility of adding up to four expansion targets. So it is reasonable to presume that the Pac-12 has more than one school on their list. I mean, how many have we talked about here on the show? A lot. Probably in the neighborhood of, you know, 10 serious actual candidates. But one option for them could be to just go to the next school on their list. How long is that going to take? I don't know. That's that's the interesting question here is if Colorado, you know, finalizes their move to the Big 12 tomorrow and it's truly the only defection that takes place, then how long does the Pac-12 have to go out and figure out who the third school would be. Like if it's San Diego State and SMU, do you try to go back into the Denver market and get Air Force or Colorado State? Or do you try to go somewhere else? Do you go get Tulane from the American Conference? I don't know. But I think that's, I think those are the only options. Like now you can't. There, there, there is no world in which the Pac-12 can continue as a league with nine teams. I just don't see how that's possible. When everyone else is at 12 and above, I don't see how you're meeting. I don't, I don't see how you're able to put out enough inventory or have a conference. First of all, with an odd number of teams. So you have to add at least one. But two seemed like the logical option before. So now it seems like you might have to go to three. But what do you do with those three? Right? Is Are, are you able to figure out the logistics with San Diego State? Could you be an 11-team conference for one year and have San Diego State join a following year? And say, okay, we're going to add SMU and Tulane right now, which would be logical travel partner. They're close to one another. SMU in Dallas, Tulane down in uh, Louisiana, of course. But we'll add them for now. We'll be the Pac-11 for one season. And then we'll add San Diego State starting in 2025. And that'll be our, you know, 12 team. uh, That'll be our 12 team league. And then San Diego State doesn't have to, you know, try and find a bunch of money that they don't have. I don't know. I don't know. But I think the schools that come into play with Colorado going to the Big 12, I think Tulane could be an option in there. I think you'd have to look at Air Force as well. Coming from the Mountain West, they've been a good football program for a long time. It might be tricky because they're a military academy. So then, you know, the government or the Pentagon could get involved. Don't know all the details about how tricky the logistics could could theoretically be there. But 
like you got to do something. And the question is when, when, when do you do something? But your priority number one, if you're George Klyovkov in the pack is you got to, you got to convince everybody else. I, and honestly, I don't know how, like, I, I don't know how, like, I don't know what pitch you make. Like they, they know more about the meteorite situation and maybe Colorado doesn't impact it very much. And they say, yeah, we'll just go get somebody else and we'll still get the same amount and whatnot. And schools will be okay with that. Maybe, maybe, but that has got to be a difficult pitch for George Klayovka, who's probably not having a, a super duper fun time uh, at this point in time. But um, I don't think there is an option in which they don't expand. So I think it's, Add one now and more later, or you have to go down your list and this could, this could just continue to drag on because you have, because you, if you need to add a third school, you then have to go work that into the meteorite stuff. And, and, and John Canzano on this show said a while back that when someone like Apple is involved, which is who the expected streaming partner is, is, is going to be stuff takes a lot longer. So if you now remove Colorado and you insert someone, let's say it's Air Force, for instance, if they want to, you know, try to challenge them to be the best team in Colorado, which by the, by the way, in 2021 or 2022, they were the best football team in the state of Colorado. It wasn't particularly close. They beat Baylor in a bowl game. They trounced Colorado. I mean, so did most people to be fair, but Air Force would be probably the best football target. If you were going to go into that state much better than, than Colorado state. Um, but I, I'd say that those, you know, calculations then just get trickier because you say, okay, no Colorado, but then another team in there, it can make, make things hectic and, uh, and, and confusing and whatnot. So that's exciting. And we'll be reacting to the news that comes out tomorrow from uh, the board meeting, which is expected to be a finalization of Colorado returning to the big 12 and what happens with the pack. We're going to be here to react to it no matter what. Appreciate everyone listening. I'll see you next time. And until then, have a wonderful rest of your day.